In this podcast, we talk to the mighty Graham Huff of Commercial Warehouse. Here, Graham speaks about the differences between commercial and residential loans, and then the different types of commercial loans. Graham reveals where he sees interest rates heading for the next one to two years and its impact on this very hot property market. Hey there, gurus. This is Tony Buffer, your host of the Commercial Property Insiders Podcast. This is the podcast that takes you to the inner sanctum of commercial property millionaires, investors, and industry experts. This is where Australia's top insiders reveal their secrets about making positive cash flow, passive income, through commercial property. This is a non-BS, unscripted, unrehearsed podcast designed to give you ideas and inspiration to become the next commercial property millionaire guru, just like many of my guests. And be sure to stay tuned right to the end, gurus, where I ask each expert insider to give you, the listener, a secret 30-second tip. This is something I love to ask all of my guests as a special bonus for you. Three, two, one... Commercial properties are a go. Welcome, everybody. Welcome to Commercial Property Insiders. And it's my great pleasure today, tonight, to invite back uh, by popular demand, mainly because uh, he thinks he's very popular, the, the one and only Graham Huff. Graham, how are you? Tony. Great to hear your voice again, sir. And I'm feeling I'm feeling popular tonight. Oh, you're very popular. You're very popular amongst the thousands of people. Do you realise how many people wrote into me after our last podcast? And was that with positive or negative reviews? <laughs> bit of both. Bit of both. And, and with with the positive on me or on you? Oh, they were definitely, definitely saying how informative you were and how clever you are, and you've got to get him back, got to get that Graham guy back. All right. Yeah, so thank you for doing that. I appreciate your time. It's good to have you back. And this time, whereas last time we just talked a little bit about how you become a, um, how you become a commercial loan uh, uh, writer and how you got involved with it all and then some great tips you gave. What we want to do today is we want to go a little bit deeper into understanding a commercial loan and understanding the difference between commercial loans and residential loans and so on. So let's start off, if you don't mind me asking the very first question, which is a a common question amongst most uh, investors, uh, when they're deciding if they want to go with a commercial loan, what's the difference between a commercial loan and your standard residential investment loan? Well, Tony, that's a, that's a great question. So I, I guess I know a little bit about commercial and you know a lot about home loans because you do home loans. So how about I interview you? <laughs> how about not? No, that's fine. Well, <laughs> what, what, okay. what, what do we interview each other? So, the what, first, do, what, do you, what do you want to ask me, Greg? Let's talk about the differences. So how, okay. let's do this. So let, and so, just so the audience is clear, we're on the we're all on the same page. That we're we're going to talk about investors. So residential property investors. Yep. And so, if you wanted to get a loan for a residential property investor, and most most from most investors normally do interest only. Yep. For investors. So what sort of LVR would a, would a home loan broker like you go to for a customer? 
for a residential home loan investment property. Yes. Yes, you can. Okay, there's a couple of things. First of all, interest only. Yes, that's okay for five years, right? Five yep. years maximum. Yep. And the other thing is um, you can, most of, the, most of the lenders will only go to 90% LBR, whereas yep. you only, only occupy is 95. You can go to 95 with an investment, but only with some specialist lenders. Um, where I work, we've got over 50 lenders that we work with, um, and probably only about three or four of them will take you to 95% LVR. But um, for those who don't know what LVR, loan to value ratio, um, but their interest rates are like uh, one and a half to 3% higher than your standard rates. But let's talk 90% LVR as a maximum yeah. for resi. Right. Um, probably the best rate at the moment uh, would be. One of well, the. Uh, how about we come back to rates? Oh, okay. Sorry about that. Look, I know you. I, I hear you got fifty lenders. I got the pitch. So, yeah. so what I'm hearing is, in summary, a residential investor is generally done at ninety percent. Typically. Typically. Okay. So let's Correct. talk about commercial because I know a little bit about commercial. Right. So commercial, most loans are done around sixty-five to seventy percent. Right. Okay. Maximum, so, seven, maximum 70%? No, they're like you. We can, with some loans, go to 80%. Ah. Okay. So, so, therefore, what we're finding out already, in residential, you can actually go a little bit higher. You can go to 90, whereas in commercial, we can probably go to 80. Okay. Okay. So, there's a difference in LVR. So, first of all, in commercial, you're probably going to need a little bit more. Having said that, my understanding is, though, that the 90, you would have to pay mortgage insurance. Of course, yes, right. yes. Above 80%, you have to pay mortgage insurance. Yep. And that will vary, obviously, depending on the lender, but you could be talking, and, of course, the, the amount that you're borrowing, but it can add a couple of percent, if you like, uh, to the value. So uh, for a loan of about, say, 500000 you could be paying anywhere between about ten dollars and $15,000 mortgage insurance. Wow, that's huge. Okay. So so really, with a residential loan, if you did without mortgage insurance, you'd be at 80%. And yep. if we did a commercial loan, we do 80% because we don't actually have mortgage insurance. So we oh, cap it. No, no. In rare cases, it can go above. Now, having said all that, of course, because now it's commercial, there's no rules. So we've actually done loans where we've gone to 100% plus. Really? And people go, exactly. That's the exact response. Now, saying that, it's a, and say, obviously, everyone wants 100% loan now, but you'll get even more reviews, right? Mm. So, look, we can do them. In fact, I'm doing them right now. Um, but the, typically, to do that, you're dealing with a high net worth, what we call a high net worth person. Uh, they've probably got a minimum income of about 800000 Ah, uh. So one of those the answer is yes, it's 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. Absolutely. But, if you, but let's talk about normal because we try to be normal. We try. Mm. So normal is 65 to 70, goes to 80. That's, that's where commercial sits. Well, let me ask you, why wouldn't everybody go for a 100% loan? Because I mean, what's, what's the criteria? Because not, line, everyone earns, not everyone earns 800000 a year. What's that? Sorry? Not everyone earns 800000 a year income. You mean for the property? No, I'm talking about for the, for the customer. Oh. They have a they, very high income. 
I see. Personal income or business income. Yes. Oh, right, right. Oh, well, yeah. that makes sense. That yeah. makes sense, of course. And so yeah. for those high net worth individuals, yeah. the, the banks do, yeah. they do commercial and, and you know, they do loans at that level, which is quite astounding, really. So, so therefore, if anyone's listening, they're earning over 800000 so, yeah, that would be you, Graeme. You'd you get yourself a lot of 100% plus deals on <laughs> <laughs> Good on you, Graeme. Push, yeah. Pushing your own barrow. Okay. <laughs> well, that's good. All right. So clearly LBR is, if you want to call it a negative, you've got to have more deposit for a commercial loan, right? A little bit, little bit more. Now, what about if we talk about valuations? Talk, right. talk to me. If, I'm, if, you're, if, if you, a home loan customer comes along and says, I would like, you know, it's, the property's got to be valued. How much is the how much is the bank going to charge, and how long are they going to take? Most banks now, the big banks, uh, are free, part of their service. You free. don't pay for valuation. Wow! How long do they take? Pretty quick, within a week or two. Okay, all right. So let's talk about commercial valuations. So with yeah. commercial valuations, they're generally not free, and the customer normally oh. pays. Right. Uh, it's typical that the bank will send out a, a quote to three different valuation companies. Okay. And the valuers will, will quote, they're independent. And then depending on which one the customer wants to go with, uh, then obviously they'll, they'll go with that valuer. So to give you some idea of pricing, and this is where it's really different to, to you guys, is you're probably looking somewhere around, a typical valuation is 1200 to $1,500. Wow. Oh. Why yeah, so yeah. much? Why so expensive? Yeah. Why they're so expensive? Because they're they are, they're a, a pretty comprehensive document. Yeah. They, like they are, they're not just like the home loan tick and flick mm. sort of stuff. They're, they're pretty yeah. comprehensive. And the second thing that that is, and especially what's happening now because the you know everything's a bit busy, is the time frame on these things. Tony is can take a typical valuer is given ten working days. What? That's ridiculous. I can get it off RPL data in ten seconds. Yeah, Cost, yeah, exactly. Nothing. Yeah, maybe so there's a bit. Maybe there's a business there, Graham. Could be. We could, we could do our own online valuations for five hundred bucks. Well, just get it for nothing. Five hundred dollar well, profit. So between you and I, I, we probably we don't have a lot of time to add valuations to the job, mate. That's true. That's true. So, uh, so, so that's the first thing. There's a, there's a huge there's a huge cost, and second of all. That time frame I've given you is blown out now. So we would typically see um, valuers quote probably three weeks now to do a valuation. Three weeks? Yeah. If if we're like, um, we've just done one in Tasmania, I think it was a month. Oh, God. Yeah. So you can see the valuations are different. The valuations are, they're different. So home loans are pretty quick and easy. Commercial valuations are very complicated and take a long time. Wow. Okay. Well, so far, you're, you're putting me off commercial loans so far. I can get I can get away with less deposit, faster valuation, no ch- no charge for valuation. So it's all looking all good for resi loans at the moment. At the moment, it is. Okay. So let's talk about let's talk about loan terms. Yep. How long How long do we do for a loan term for a home loan? Typically, typically. for people under fifty, typically thirty years. Thirty years. Okay. So in commercial. We our average loan term is probably about fifteen years. Mm. Talk about nor- just again. We're talking about normal loans, mm. uh, but the difference is 
now what's happened is the, the banks are starting to go to 30 years, like home loans. Are they? Yeah, exactly. So, so we typically do loans anything from one year. I think I did a one-year loan today. One yeah, year. yeah, we're in and out. We'll, we'll turn that property. So something will happen to that property. It'll probably get refurbished or turned over. So we do anything from one year to 30-year loans, but we yeah. typically see about 15-year loan terms. Okay. All right. Very interesting. Okay, it is. It's, there's the, you can see there's big differences between the two, right? Yep. Okay, so uh, what about, I think maybe we should cover off on what the yield is for a residential property investor. And obviously sure. we're talking about in a metropolitan area. Okay. And this is where the differences between residential and commercial become very different. Absolutely. Yeah, and it depends on where you're talking, obviously. The location is everything. Sure. So, So, yeah, go on. Look, I don't know about you guys, but we would typically see in the major metro areas, you might get a 3% yield on a property. Yep. Whereas on a commercial property, so this is where it swings back the other way in in favour of the commercial guys, is that we'll see anywhere between a 5 and... Five and probably nine percent yield for the same location. You mean? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, yes, exactly. Right. The, the five will probably match the three, and then start start moving up. But where I'm going is that the difference, the major difference between what you're doing in the residential is residential investors are looking for capital gain. Yep. They don't. They're not looking for yield. They try and get yield, but if they do, they compromise capital gain. Yep. Whereas a commercial investor is looking for income. Yep. So gotcha. that, that big difference between commercial and residential. Right. Mm, okay. No, right. totally get totally get that. Right. And um, and that's why so many properties are negatively geared. But Graham, we know you and I in the world know. That's why so many hang on, hang on, Tony. That's why so many residential properties are negatively geared. Yeah. Of you course, sorry. Very rare we see a negatively geared property in commercial. Yeah. So the thing is that with the interest rates being so low, mm-hmm. a lot of residential properties are now positive. Now, the yields are probably still quite relatively low, but would you say they're catching up to commercial property yields or not? Well, okay, so let's let's talk. Let's assume that we're going to get a 3% yield in a in a metro area for residential property. Mm-hmm. Um, so what's what sort of interest rate is that customer going to get if he's a residential yeah. interest-only investor? Uh, on a well, home? depends on the size of the loan, but typically minimum, uh, say, two hundred fifty dollars or $300,000 loan, you're talking around 2.5%. Okay, so if you're from, doing... At the lowest, from about 2.49, fixed for right. two years. Okay, so if you're doing a, if you're doing, you're doing a, um, you're doing a property now where it's going to give a 3% yield, but the loan's at 25 say yep. the cheapest. Yep, that'd be the cheapest. Yep. And on top of that, and, re- and again, this is the difference between residential and commercial, we'll talk about this, is you'll see that the, all the outgoings are paid by the landlord. Yeah, of course. When you say, of course, in, in commercial, the outgoings are paying by the tenant normally. Yep. But you can see what's going on here. They're like completely different, Tony. 
But everyone says, yeah. oh, you know, they're the same. They're not. Yeah. They're completely different. So in summary, and so that same that, that same customer, so let's talk about rates and commercial. Yes. We see a lot of commercial now. And you're waiting for this? Two and a half percent. For commercial, two and a half percent? Two and a half percent. Really? Really. I've really? never heard that before. I thought they yeah. were like always a couple of percent higher than, than Resi. Exactly. So that's the perception. So for what's happened, we've seen for quite a while now, and we now remember we're comparing like with like. We're comparing an investor, interest only, compared to a commercial, interest only. Yep. You'll exactly. find that the commercial could actually end up cheaper. Very so now, we've got, now we may have a cheaper loan, and on top of that, the yield is higher. So our core business, like you're aware, is dealing with high-yield property investors all day. That's pretty well all we do all day. We just want the customers to make money. So we do the loan at 25 or 3. They get a year on, on the property of 7, 7 plus, 6.5 plus. And these are obviously bought through a buyer's agent who, who, who has a connection. You know, you've got to, you've got to have a team in there that, to do all this. Uh, and, and there's an income stream there's, there's straight away. So that's the, that's that's the big difference between commercial and residential. Residential is about capital gain; they're waiting for it to go up, and it has. So there's no issue; they're, they're making money as well. The difference is the residential; they've got to wait. It's true. Yeah, there's no control. In commercial, Absolutely. you control the income streams in the in the in the, in the cash flows. Brilliant. Absolutely right. Now, that's a very good summary. Well, thank you for putting me on the spot there, Graham, by asking me all those <laughs> questions about residential. So appreciate that. But that's a good way to, to line it up and see what the differences are. So I think you've highlighted that very, very well. So, Graham, I did want to go into another area. Was there anything else you want to talk about, the differences between the two? Was there anything I missed? Well, I think the first thing I'd say, Tony, is that um, it's good I put you on the spot because we don't want the interviewer comfortable. That's that, that's that's we, we've got to have you a little bit uncomfortable, mate. So <laughs> you got it. You got it these days, mate. Yeah, okay. you got to be. Got to be so look, there is one other thing I was going to cover off on. Um, is in fact, there's a few other things just in regards to the comparison. So I think what we need to talk about is another thing we talk about is instruction is structure. So if I okay. said if I said to you that this residential property investor was going to go and buy property, yep. Probably whose name would they buy it in? They'd buy it in their own. There you go. So they'd buy it in a personal name, right? Right. In commercial, it's very rare we see a property bought in a commercial is in a, in a personal name. Yep. It's in a trust or something. Exactly. So pretty well all day long, we see dollar companies and, and discretionary trusts. Very stand, very stand thing. So there's another major difference between between the two. Home loans yep. are normally done in a personal name. Commercial is normally done in a corporate entity. Absolutely. And we so talked to Shukri Babara. You know that. You listened to that podcast, I hope, uh, when Shukri explained all about structures and trusts and everything. So, yeah, yeah, we... Yeah, most of my listeners do do know about that. Now, Graham, we're going to go off onto a different tangent, but before we do, uh, we need to stop at this halfway point and uh, hear from our wonderful sponsors. So we'll come back in thirty seconds after we hear from our great sponsors. Leverage high yields and cash flow through commercial property investing with Helen Tarrant. If you're new to commercial property investing, are a cash-strapped residential investor. 
or you're building your property investment portfolio and you're looking for an edge in today's markets, you'll want to learn from Australia's original and leading specialist in commercial property investing, Helen Tarrant. Go to commercialpropertyschool.com forward slash insiders and get started with your education and commercial investing journey today. commercialpropertyschool.com forward slash insiders. Okay, welcome back everybody to Commercial Property Insiders Podcast. We're here with Graham Huff and we uh, just covered some great differences between residential and commercial land. And uh, we tried, well, we did, a, I think Graham did a great job explaining the differences between a typical residential investment uh, loan versus a typical commercial property investment loan. So thanks for doing that, Graham. We now just want to go into something a little bit different, and that is understanding the different types of commercial loans. So, Graham, can you tell our listeners what are the, in broad terms, what are the different types of uh, commercial loans available? Okay. So uh, the first type of loan that we start with, Tony, is a full-doc loan. So this would be similar, and, and you guys would be similar, where you'd have a full doc home loan. And um, so with that type of loan, you've got to supply your pay slips, your two years tax returns, yeah, business that. financials. So it's pretty much the same as a residential, is it? Exactly. And right. so there's a lot of paperwork and then there's more. Yep. So that's probably the definition for a full doc loan. Now saying that, it is obviously, it's probably the best type of lending that you can do. And again, in home loans would be the same, it would reflect in the rate because normally if you supply all the documentation, then you normally get one of the cheaper rates. Right. Okay. Like, Just like, like residential. Exactly. Yep. But saying that, having said that, because the rates now in commercial are so cheap, whether you actually do this type of loan or one of the other loans, which we call a low-doc loan, we'll talk about later on, some cases the rate is similar, is the same. Right? So with a full-doc loan, do you get a higher LVR or not? You can, and you may get a longer loan term as well. Good question. Great question. Great question. Okay. So, yeah, so that's the answer. So full-doc, you see your full-doc lender, um, or sorry, your full-doc loan and your full-doc lender is probably your prime lending. Right. So we do, we do a look. We do a little bit of that. Um, it probably comes back down to we see that normally with a wage and salary earner, yep. where they supply pay slips, yep. we don't normally see that type of loan for a self-employed business. Of course. All right. Yep. Makes sense. All yeah. Right. So that's what. And, what and the high net the high net worth guys we were talking about before, where we do the hundred percent. Obviously, those guys are full lot customers. All right, so and they, they they definitely have all their stuff. All right, so that's the that's the first type of loan we do. That's that's a full document loan. Yep. We then have um, what's called a self managed super fund commercial loan. Oh yeah, and again you'd see that in residential. So we yep. do self managed super fund commercial loans, and typically with those we probably go to about eighty percent. Oh, that high. Can, yeah, we can go eighty percent in the commercial realm. Uh, and again, that's for someone that's got a, um, you know, self-managed super fund, wants to buy commercial property. Sometimes it's owner-occupied. Quite often the accountant will get them to buy a, um, a commercial property to run their own business in. Oh, um, okay. Because yeah. of the tax write-offs. Yeah. And so we see quite, 
you know, we see a few of those, but again, because we deal with high yield investors, we see mainly property, commercial property investors that buy high yield commercial and put it in their super fund. Very, very attractive because it's sitting there for later on, right? Yep. So, um, so yeah, we see those. We see another type of loan that's called a LODOC commercial loans. Yep. And um, again, you'd have these in home loans. You have LODOC home loans. And that's where the income is verified normally through, say, BAS returns or BAS yep. Yep. or an accountant's letter. And so the, very, very common for self-employed, very common. And so that type of loan there uh, in commercial, in fact, we can just do it off one BAS, off a BAS, just the one. Oh, okay. It's self-employed. And that's, it's a very, very, you know, it's a very, what we call load-off loan. And we can normally go to 80% on that type of loan. Really? Even Yeah, and we're looking at a rate around, around that two and a half. Wow. Two, two and a half to 2.9, around that, that sort of rate. That's so great. still really, really cheap lending, right? It so is. So see that... Yeah. Yeah, we see that with the self-employed people, Tony. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 Okay, so we've we've got those. Um, now the other type of loan that we have is called a no-doc commercial loan. Right. Now a no-doc loan is guess how what sort of documents you have to supply. None. 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 Right. Yeah. Go on. Okay. <laughs> Very complicated. Is this, is this the same as a lease doc loan that we talked about before, or is it different? No, this is a, this is another one. So with oh. in commercial, we can do a loan that the that the home loan guys are not able to do, right. and that is it's called a no doc loan, right. and that's where you just sim- simply turn up with the deposit. Yeah. You sign the form, yeah. and as long as you've got the deposit and the lender's happy with it, then they'll give you the loan. And we typically do those at about sixty five percent. So is this that, is this is what's so- called. True no-doc loan. It's a sign-and-go loan. Okay, hang on a sec. Okay. So you've gone quiet 50, on 55% LVR. 55, 65. I think it's 60 or 65. 65. So, yeah. but, so you can have a 35% deposit yeah. and no docs and you can buy a commercial property. Correct. I, like just, I, it's either 30 or 35 because right, yeah. uh, uh, it was thirty five, I think they may have just reduced it. So, okay. um, but it is it's called it's called a no doc loan, and so there's no tax returns, there's no there's no um, accountant sign off, there's no well, there's mm. not too much really. Just <laughs> you've just got to you've got to have the deposit, and so obviously with that there's a you know there's a higher rate. It's a bit like yeah. before you're talking about the second tier guys. What are you talking? And you probably could be talking five percent plus. Uh, yep. Yeah. Gotcha. But remember, you know this 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 is this this is this is a no doc loan. So, but there's six sixty percent. We used to do sixty five. They're now sixty. Right. So, did they look at the property? Did they look at the property as well, or was that just for the lease doc loan? A- absolutely. So, the, because this is a no doc loan, the, the the key thing that they do look at is the property. Right. Because that's all they've got. Okay. And that type of loan is sort of done normally for about a year, okay. and then it's then it's switched out. So to give you an example, where would it be suitable? It would be suitable. Say you're going to buy a vacant commercial property, yep, which is highly risky, right? Highly risky. Hmm. And so we'll we'll see someone, and they will get that. The investor will get that quite cheap. Yep, it's got no income stream, but they've got a large deposit. Yep. So they buy it, then they refurb it. Yeah. 
then they rent it out. So now we've got a completely di- commercial property. It's completely different. It's also yeah. worth more. Yeah. And so then we'll refinance that loan out, and that customer is going to make the you know the difference in the increase in value. Gotcha. So yeah, that so you then so that gives you an example why you would use a note op. So typically for a vacant commercial property, right? Yeah. Okay. Okay, and then and so and again because that's not based on servicing, it's just off the asset. Mm. Now, if you tried to do that as a home loan, not going to happen. Not going to happen at all. All right. No mention of living expenses. Okay. Okay. The living, you know, the living expenses you guys ask for. Yeah. The the one the customers all love. Yeah. You ask him here. Yeah. Of course. Mm. <laughs> yeah. That's amazing. Okay. How, yeah. What percentage of uh, your loans would be no-doc loans? Very low. Yeah. Very low because because the risk profile is so high. High risk, yep. yeah. Gotcha. It's high risk, but saying that there's high reward. These guys, you know, when they refurb the property, they might, they might make 100 or 200 grand. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. So they're not too worried about the little rate for one year. Yep. Yeah. Gotcha. I mean, we've, we've just done, give me an example, we've just done a guy that's doing a shopping centre. Mm. And there was a whole lot of vacant shops. There was rent arrears. The thing was, it was, it was, it was, it was tragic. It was a mess. So we did that as a no-doc loan. The property manager will come in there. A new property manager comes in, new, t- you know, sorts out the leases, tidies it all up. The th- last time I spoke to him, I think it's nearly fully leased now. Oh, right. At the end of the year, we'll go refinance that with the major institution. He'll probably get it two and a half percent. And he's probably, I don't know what he's added to his bottom line, but it's a lot of money. All right. So anyway, that's a no-doc loan, so let's not digress. Okay. Um, and then we have the famous lease stock loan. Yes. The lease stock. And so the yes. lease stock is in between the low dock and the no-doc. Yeah. And the low dock, as I say, you need the bass. The no-doc, you need nothing. The lease stock, we need the lease. Yeah. And so therefore, same thing, the bank will lend off that lease. They'll do up to 65% normally. 65, yep. And you can have as many cars, you can have as many homes, you can have as many loans, you can have as many cards, you can do whatever you want. Right. They're only going to look at the lease income on the lease property. Yep. And yep. There's, a whole, there's a few other bits and pieces that go with it, but in simple terms, they're just going to look at the lease. Brilliant. Yeah, um, very, 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 and that's, that there is probably our most popular loan. Is it? Okay, but let me ask you, they must ask for something from you apart from the lease. Surely they ask for some income or anything like that? Okay, so they're not worried about what they, – they obviously they ask for your ID and what your position is and everything sure. else, right? Yeah. yeah, they've got to do all that. You've got to fill out forms. However, yeah. when they come to assess the loan, they're not worried about your job. You don't, right. you don't have to you – don't, we, have, we, have, we, have, we have quite a few customers that don't, aren't even working. Is that right? Oh, yeah, definitely, definitely, because they don't need to, right? Phenomenal. Because they have positively geared properties. Yep. So, so yeah, yeah. So it, it's a, it, that's what I'm saying. It's a it's a very attractive loan. It's off the lease only, but anyone, anyone really wants to know about it, obviously they can get hold of us, right? But All, all you need is 35%. Deposit. 35% deposit and 5% for stamp duty, yep. unless you're buying in South Australia, which I understand is where you're from. And commercial and, and commercial in South Australia, I think you'll find there may not be any stamp duty on commercial property. Is that right? I didn't know that. That's uh, the up, to a, up to a certain threshold. That, that, that used to be the case. So okay. there you go. That's something to check as well. Yeah. And um, what sort of interest rates are they paying for lease stock loans? For a lease stock loan, we're probably, probably 2.7. Wow. 
I've got to check this out. This is fantastic. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, you're, hearing, you're hearing now, if you're buying South Australia, no, no stamp duty is my understanding, <laughs> and you can confirm wow. that. Um, you're looking pretty good. All right. Thank so you. They're the, they're, they're, in a nutshell, they're, they're, they're the loans, Tony. Beautiful. Beautiful. Now, now, Graham, we've got it. We're running out of time. You know that. We're actually over time, because it's hard to get you to stop talking about something you're so passionate about. But anyway, let's try and wrap up. So that's all the different loans. Thank you for that. We've covered the interest rates. That's fantastic. And the famous lease dock loans. Now, what about everyone wants to know going forward, Graham? How's it looking for interest rates and loans for the future over the next, let's say, year or two? Hang on, Tony. I'll just I'll just grab my crystal ball. Please. It's gone missing. It's gone missing. <laughs> what do you so, think, Graham? So the question is, and this is only opinion, I guess from what we're seeing at the moment, uh, and it's it's very rare what we're seeing, we're seeing a market where not only is the residential going nuts. Commercials going nuts, right? Now, yeah. we generally see one or the other. And this, so we're actually in a very, um, we're in a position we've never seen before, right? So the bubble, how long is the bubble? Well, the thing is, you know, cheap interest rates do drive higher asset prices because people can borrow more money. And if they can borrow more money, they do, right? And so at some stage, it is, it is gonna, it's going gonna, it's gonna to turn, right? So what are we seeing? We, we actually think it's probably off the bottom at the moment. Right. Um, if you go back to late last year when COVID was really, you know, it, it, there was a big panic on, yep. um, there was a lot of money thrown into the system. And on some of the big commercial deals, they were doing deals in the late ones. All right. Yeah. yeah. So we're not seeing that now. We've probably seen it move up maybe 0.3% on some of them. Yep. Um, Saying that, when certainly if you ask us in the near future, uh, we're, I think you know things are going to be like this for a little while to come. And from what we're hearing from the RBA, I, I don't think they're looking to slow house prices down. No, they're not. They, uh, they, so they, they want this. They want yeah, this I don't, I'm economy sure. booming. Yeah. Well, I'm not sure what their brief is there. But anyway, so what do we see in the near term? We think it's probably business as usual. Yeah. Okay. And, and then, in fact, I had a customer that asked me, this is actually just before we had the webcar, webinar now, I was speaking to a customer probably called now before, and he said, Graham, we, we, you know, what's the go? And I said, well, the go is, look, at some stage, when they do start to raise the rates, and it will happen, obviously, at some stage, then you'll probably go and fix. Yep. And then you've got another three to five years to play with. Yep. You probably won't get it at the very bottom. No. But you're still going to do Okay. So that's so that that's our but so our look our, I mean from what we're seeing at the moment it's just it's 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 game on. Yep. Yeah. So yep. would you recommend fixing at the moment or or not? Well, you could. I mean, I don't. We can't see them. I mean, we then again, this is personal opinion. We can't really see them going much lower. No, no, we don't. So I don't think you know. I, I don't. That's what I'm saying. I really don't think it matters which way you go. Unless we get another COVID situation, hopefully not. Hopefully we don't get another outbreak. But you're right. Given that things are going to go normal, and we're going to get vaccines and everyone back to normal, which everyone's counting on. Yeah. I can't imagine. Yeah, I'm sure you're right. It's more than bottom, bottomed out for sure. Graham, brilliant. Thank you for that. Now uh, we do have to go. Time is well against us, but 
I always like to leave our guests with a 30-second tip. Now, the last 30-second tip you said took me about a month to work out what you meant, but it was take a position, which I think you meant get it, get it going, do it now, make it happen. So that's a great tip. I like it. Um, but what I would love to hear another somewhat different tip from you um, that would be very useful for our listeners. Well, the first thing I'll say, Tony, is if you'd taken that tip and you, you'd taken a position and you'd, and you'd got a deal, you'd probably made money already. Because Good since point. we've done that webinar, things That's have true. moved again. Yeah. So there you go. So the, the, look, the second tip I'd say to you would be, from what we see, the best deals that we see in commercial are normally done through a buyer's agent. Now, again, that's completely different to residential, right? Residential, you normally deal with real estate agents. In commercial, you'll see a lot of the a lot of the deals are done through buyer's agents. So my tip for tonight is that anyone that suggest, is, is considering going into commercial, they should really, really think about going through a buyer's agent because from what we see on the finance side, we, we see normally the best deals are done through the buyer's agents and the reason being, there's two major reasons. Number one, we see off-market stuff, stuff that it doesn't even go to market, yep. which the normal person doesn't see. Yep. And second of all, because they're so familiar with the market, they're yep. able to get prices and they know where the price should sit. So my tip for tonight, my 30-second tip, is if you're going to go into commercial, I would be using a buyer's agent. No, brilliant. I love it, and it makes total sense. I mean, I, I can imagine um, a lot of, I'm not being purpose, but a lot, a lot of vendors will be rubbing their hands when they see a potential investor with no, without a buyer's agent turning up. They're probably thinking, here's a chance <laughs> to sell it at top dollar, uh, especially with the market the way it is now, how crazy it is. People are probably, could be paying overs. We don't know, I guess, but you're right, yeah. Makes no, sense. no, they are. What we, I can tell you now, we are seeing people that do pay over. Yeah, we're we're seeing we're seeing the guy on the street is paying over, sure. and and the same thing's happening in, in residential as well. You're seeing some sure. of the prices. Oh, absolutely, no they doubt. Yeah. Some of the agents can't even put put prices on the houses now. Yeah, exactly right. Exactly. So that's right. Sorry, Greg. What was there? Something else? No, no. I was <laughs> going to say so. So on that note, I think if if if, if because commercial is so different to residential. Yep. That's really, it's definitely the way to go. Yep. Definitely the way to go. Brilliant. Graham, thank you so much. You've given us a lot of great tips in there and you really highlighted the differences between uh, a commercial loan and a uh, residential loan. You've done a great job with that. Thank you so much for your time. Thanks for your sharing your knowledge. And as usual, I didn't uh, explain to everyone what, what is the best way for someone to get hold of you. Well, normally they would use a telephone, Tony. Do they? Okay. But saying that that it's now showing my age because we have the internet. So that's true. So it's either, so obviously it's either phone or email. So to call us, they can call us on 1300 569362. So I'll just give you the number again 1300 569362. Or if they wish to send us an email, they can send it to info, info at cwh.com.au. So the email address again is info, I-N-F-O, at cwh.com.au. More than happy to answer any questions. More than happy. Beautiful. 
Beautiful. Graeme, thank you. Brilliant, brilliant information. Very helpful and uh, really appreciate your time. So uh, thank you for that. And thank you, listeners, for tuning in once again. And stay tuned for the next exciting episode of Commercial Property Insiders Podcast. Until then, stay well. Good night. Good night. Thanks for tuning in, gurus, and don't forget to hit that subscribe button to stay ahead on all the latest news on commercial property. And if you are serious about investing in commercial property and really want to be a success, I strongly encourage you to learn from the best and head over to commercialpropertyschool.com forward slash insiders and get specialist education on commercial property investing. That's right, folks, commercialpropertyschool.com forward slash insiders and go for the best course in Australia on commercial property. Until next time, gurus, Tony Boffer signing off for the Commercial Property Insiders Podcast. All of the opinions offered are done in good faith. In the event of any person sharing their story or information, this does not constitute financial advice. The opinions contained may be short-term in nature and are subject to change. Past performance is not indicative of future results. All investments involve substantial monetary risk, including the risk of losing one's entire investment. None of the information contained here constitutes or is intended to constitute a recommendation that any particular security investment or strategy is suitable for any specific person. None of the information contained here is nor is intended to be personalised investment advice. You should strongly consider seeking advice from your own personal investment advisor based on your specific circumstances. Real estate investing is a dynamic vehicle. Cash flow and equity positions can change on a daily basis. People on this podcast may be affiliated with certain products and services.